0: Hi, it's Adam, and welcome to my podcast, Marketer Insider, where you'll get the inside scoop on what's working in the marketing world today. You'll hear case studies from real-world businesses and interviews from successful, respected, and sought-after marketers. Welcome, Jeremy Burma, to the podcast. He's someone who is a leader, a mentor, and thought leader in the marketing industry. Jeremy. Has recently won the BT 30 Under 30 Award. And when I met Jeremy, he was the National Performance Director at Bohemia Group, which is an MNC Saatchi company. Welcome to the podcast, Jeremy.
1: Thanks, Adam. Thanks for having me. I'm very excited to chat to you, with you today.
0: I'm excited to chat to you too. So I'd like to jump straight into it and, and go back to your roots. What was it like growing up in the, the Burma household? Was there any beliefs or Thoughts around marketing and business?
1: Um, not really, actually. Um, like my parents um, were basically working class, uh, not really into marketing, not really entrepreneurial. Um, I think, um, yeah, like what what really came along to me is just came through my studies as well. So I, I studied a bit of higher education back in the day, and I really, I was not really handy with my with my hands, right? So I was just always a thinker a uh, bit strategic, as well as I, like, kind of played my football. I wasn't really running as much. I was always thinking what was kind of, like, happening next and kind of play on that. Yes. Um, and I think I think throughout my um, university, I really like economics, uh, strategic, um... I wanted to be in sports marketing, but um, okay. was kind of my dream because I was like, I want to be a football agent, uh, uh, you know, like selling players from clubs to clubs and taking commission on that. So I was like, well, that's, that's gonna be my dream. But in the end, I think, yeah, it's very difficult to come into that industry, um, yes. because you need to know, you need to know a lot of people uh, in a particular way, so um, I kind of like found my way of like online marketing through university, actually, which I think was 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 very very interesting, like I did sports marketing, but like seeing what online marketing does, it was really this big uh, big thing what was upcoming, uh, and it was something that you can apply everywhere. I thought like, this is the future, right? Like it's really measurable. Everyone has a website. Um, you can make money online and, and you can actually make things better. So I thought like, why don't I just kind of study it out and suss it out in, in a minor, I did that for like about a year. Yes. And then kind of really got hooked on it um, and, and kind of like uh, did an in, uh, an internship as well. Uh, In the end, I did my thesis around that and and had my first job in Amsterdam. So, and then when I really got into it, I was like, well, this is it for me. I really like it. I really like the numbers. Um, Make things go up, make money for businesses and and really get excited by the things you do. So yeah.
0: What drove you to really pursue a career in marketing?
1: In university, uh, it was very um, task driven. So we had to find like a project ourselves to actually do set up a Google AdWords account and stuff or do an SEO program. So, um, by doing that kind of as like a, a free exercise for a business, I got actually really into it. I was like, okay, we set up a Google ads account from beginning from scratch. To be honest, I had no idea in the time what I was doing, but in the yes. end I was like playing with the tools as well. Like I was first into it and I saw my ads online and I got really excited about it. I just created everything. I was that was like actually a milestone for me as well by doing that in university. I said, I want to do more of this. And that kind of like got me thinking around um, when I finished as well and had more hands-on experience by doing an internship to actually find my first job into that as like a junior online marketer. So I think that really inspired me to actually find a career going forward. And um, I did a lot of uh, SEO and link building when I started, but it didn't really drive me as much what AdWords could do at that time, because I think AdWords was like, you know, it was booming. It, you can apply those, those tools everywhere in the world. And I, in the end, like, if you know the system, it doesn't matter where you are. You can, you can live in Spain, you can live in Australia, you can live in Germany. Like it's, it's the tools the same, you just need to understand how it works and what you're trying to achieve for a client. So I thought like, well, let's just try this and learn that because I'm really excited about actually having hands-on uh, um, um, experience and making decisions for clients actually make them money so yeah
0: definitely that makes a lot of sense and that's probably how a lot of people get hooked on it um, yeah. actually seeing your ads up there and, and looking at the results and checking in on on the performance so after your internship you ended up getting a job at a different company is that what what you did
1: yeah, so I started at my um a first business in uh yeah, close to Amsterdam. Um like it was probably a business of like twelve people. And I think it was the right start for me because it was not just Google AdWords, but it was more like a full service uh small agency. So you kind of learn everything. You do a bit of technical SEO, you do a bit of uh, uh, content writing, you do a little bit of uh, Google Analytics, uh, AdWords, so kind of everything what clients do. I even was providing training to, to people coming in house, actually, um, yeah, small, medium business uh, owners came in house and like um, understanding a little bit more about what we were doing and actually trained them uh, in a particular way about the topic of digital marketing. So it got me really excited to like educate. Even at the start of my career, but but actually helping businesses what the future is going to look for them. So uh, that was probably my first uh, first job, and then um, I moved to Australia um, after a year working there, and I kind of already had the skills around AdWords. So I thought it was like an easy entrance for me to kind of like find my next job because you're kind of already have a little bit of skills. Yes, uh, it's not just start fresh. So um, and then I got a job at. Um, at Publicis, at um, Performix in, in Australia, uh, down at Walsh Bay. Um, so I got my first job over there. Uh, that didn't last too long. <laughs> um, I think it was just um, yeah different in terms of culture and myself. It was very difficult for me, I think, as well, in the beginning, to kind of settle myself. You come from a complete different background, you know, yes. like you come from the Netherlands all the way over to... Uh, to Australia. And of course, you struggle with the language uh, in the beginning a little bit, uh, probably more business terms as well. Like you speak it, but you actually accelerate really, really quickly. Luckily, I had a, v- a few really nice people over there that uh, that I learned a lot from uh, at every every place. And I think kind of from there, I found a new place at a PhD in, in, okay. in, in Australia as well problem over there i did a i did a fantastic job they said but unlucky they weren't able to sponsor me at that time and right i think okay. that's where um where i had to make a decision i said okay either i can return back to the netherlands um or i'm gonna do farm work which i did <laughs> i had to go three months uh, to the hunter valley um yeah picking grapes um uh being in olive grove things like that to actually get an extension on my uh, on my visa for another year to and I think that really realized for me as well that okay I'm actually uh, investing in myself now because i want to build a future in this in 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 this field because I really like this and I want someone to sponsor me I want someone to give me the chance and they have the opportunities to do that
0: yes. so
1: um yeah after three months uh doing farm work in the hunter valley uh was great great experience as well um i I ended up like um Uh, actually thinking about what what company would would be the best for me the best fit for me and uh, at that time uh, the funny thing it was bohemia as well Uh, so i had a chat with with james at that time and there was columbus and i think it was fairfax at that time so i was really thinking about what is the right fit who's going to give me the training at most and also like understanding was like where's the opportunity to get sponsored the most because i do want to stay in australia and um columbus at that time had a lot of international uh people and a, and a really rigorous um a sponsorship program, so they kind of like offered me sponsorship if i was making my probation and that kind of like worked all like um worked well and that actually ended up like staying there for almost four years so um yeah i think that was like a kind of like the the break in my career that i really enjoyed australia as much learned from like you know fantastic mentors i had my my old mentor, uh, uh, Rob Nagy, uh, was was basically my manager at that time, and uh, JP was a director. And I think I learned a lot from those guys. They they excelled really fast, they wanted to grow, and I wanted to be like them, right? You see, like, um, the people, Um, they're they're so skilled in their career. And I'm like, you know, I'm driven. I have a lot of ambition. I want to be the best as well. And I want to run hard and fast and do great things for clients. So um, I kind of excelled through Dentsu um, over that time, which which was amazing. Uh, And then eventually uh, the opportunity came around to, to, to take a role at Bohemia and uh, that's when I saw James again,
0: <laughs> Fantastic. Uh, which, was,
1: which was exciting. So it's kind of like an interesting story, but in the end, it kind of all work, worked out. And then again, yeah, at, at Bohemia, just doing exciting things, working with amazing people uh, and growing clients over time. I think like every next step after that has kind of excelled me in, in my way of thinking and the way I, I approach things um, to advertising. So yeah.
0: Fantastic. I'd like to hear a bit about when you started at Bohemia, what sort of role you were in. And then I would like to also hear how you were able to progress so quickly to become the national performance director.
1: Good, good question. I think um, when I started, it was, I think, a team of of three performance directors. Uh, It was was a bit of a challenging time. but uh, I was going to look after those two guys uh, called Julian and Dave. you yes. probably probably heard of them. Yeah. Um, but they were so talented, right? Uh, I was just, and, w- and we had a really good good connection and a good click. Um, I saw it from day one. We, you know, we went for a walk, had a bit of a chat. And, and those guys were, were ambitious as well. I think I just felt like they just needed to, particular direction and, and help in particular things because they were so technical, uh, they were exactly the right fit for the role. But um, having a team of two at the beginning um, was was challenging. We had a client um, that wasn't delivering the result that that it needed to deliver. And I think um, by helping them and overlooking of what's needed and giving them a direction and kind of handheld hand, hand in order to to see what we needed to do in order to turn it around. Um, it, it actually helped them through a whole process and they excelled on that as well. So first of all, we're looking at like uh, the whole search program and based on previous experience, I thought it could have done better. So um, we re-engineered that whole program as a team and it actually went really well um and i think as well like you you saw the motivation in the team lifting up as well so we always keep the spirits high we run fast we, we do quick things because we want to do things with speed and i think second of all like um you know, there there was different programs in the affiliate program and we started to like touch all those different programs and but the guys eventually when they like, you know, starting to become more in the tools and actually see the capabilities it had, they started developing new strategies in there. Like we started discussing things things together. So eventually I kind of brought them on the right track, but eventually they they had so much creativity in them to actually bring that program to new levels. Which which was amazing I think. Um and I think from from growing that client to where it is today, uh it, it was amazing to to see the whole change happening. Um and eventually uh, I think 2017, 2018, um I think I started in the end of uh, 2017. It was a fantastic year for us actually. We won probably four or five pitches like every time we pitched him for, for, for something, we, we wanted. Yes. So the team grew more. And I think it comes down to like the way you you put yourself in market and, and the way of thinking and actually showing the capabilities that you can do the work that people are looking for. Because in the end, we are trying to drive growth for them. And I always said to, um, to my team, our job is to make our client look like a superstar in front of their boss. Then yes. you do a great job. And if that's happening, they keep coming back right so and if you have that in mind because they have the pressures but if you can make their job as easy as possible and then also being a nice person to work with well you have done most of the job already right you need to actually Bring on an, on an on a journey to actually help and excel. And I think that's why winning new clients but also retaining new clients over time and actually growing those clients um, has helped to to grow the team significantly and eventually probably into the role of, of kind of coming and as a national performance director um, at Bohemia
0: fantastic that's a, a a really great story and great how you came in and it sounds like you gave the team a lot of room for for their own learning and and that allowed them to develop further creativity and as a result deliver further results for the client so that's hats off to you that's fantastic fantastic work
1: yeah i think i i, I remember one time that actually that that thing of creativity came to life like we got a brief once of a client and I I remember I was sitting with Julie and Dave and we were testing something completely new an idea we had Um, and I think it became like a sort of lead engine idea on Facebook right but a different way of approaching it. uh, again, around understanding what a challenge of goal was, but, but actually delivering like a performance program on the back of it, something completely new we have never done. And I think when we started trial it, it started working well and actually we excelled in it. So I've always been a big believer in like testing new things and actually like scaling it when it works like um, yes if people staying in the same rhythms like for example you know you have the likes of tiktok coming out now and all the other brands like the things you have been doing thinking about how can you use a channel like that to build a new performance program on like what could benefit your clients i'm always like you know thinking outside of the books rather than just ppc or or search right or or just normal facebook advertising like you can be creativity and like talking about like your last podcast about uh tinder tinder for leads right yes doesn't matter what it is but i think that's 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 such an amazing thing in our industry we can be as creative as we want uh, in order to drive you know an outcome what we want so i remember that one day and it became one of the best programs we currently have on facebook and actually use for a lot of other clients, which which I'm really excited about how we came to that as a team back in the day. Yeah.
0: Definitely. That's that's amazing. I'm really a big believer in testing new things and trying new channels. And like you said, if things are working on a smaller scale, then scale them up and 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 really invest in it. Do you have any yeah. advice or tips around finding new things, seeing new trends and and then testing them?
1: Um good question. I think you can always test a new channel, right? Um new channels come and go. So I think of course within TikTok now you can can test a lot of new things. For me it's completely new because I haven't used it yet. But I think if you start small with testing small things. Some people want to test hundred things at, at once. Yes. It is not really <laughs> it's not really easy to actually follow what you did over time. So having a particular testing framework or roadmap there available that you test things during a certain time but i think what what it comes down to is um yeah don't test too many things at one time like you can test a new extension you can test um uh, new elements but having you know keep the things what's working well potentially next one is refine you know like part refine what you're currently doing with new extensions new methods or audience and the third one is potentially do something completely new in a channel to actually see what reaction is, have a little bit of a side budget uh, on the side, and I think previously at um, uh, at Dentsu they had a seventy twenty ten method. You know, okay. like what works well, keep it running. Twenty uh, percent of your budget refine it or do new things because then always you you drive innovation forward. And it's also a good way to showcase to your clients that you're actually doing new things, right? Because their, bo- their boss might asking, "Hey, what are you doing new?" And like previously, we had to do that every month in every channel. What are we doing now in order to actually um, get learnings for 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 the next test? So it was constantly testing. Uh, what did we see? What are the means? And then okay, and are we actually gonna? Gonna, gonna implement this across the whole campaign. So I think yeah, start small in a small group. Understand what you would like to test. Um, but again, yeah, don't be afraid. And and I think make it clear to the client as well what you're testing. If it doesn't work, it doesn't matter. But set up expectation in the beginning rather than in the end. Because otherwise, uh, you can you can get see clients a bit frustrated as well if if things are not working. And um, but yeah, and yeah, you want to bring a client forward.
0: Yeah, definitely. Something that's really interesting about you is you've got a track record of coming into accounts, whether they're um, not performing as well as they could be, or whether they're performing and actually turning around the accounts completely or taking them from where they are to where the clients never thought was possible. What's your process or how are you able to look at where a company's at with their marketing strategy and help them further evolve it so they can get results that they never really like believed yeah. were possible in their mind.
1: I think having the understanding of where count is and where you want it to be, because the end the client gonna give you a target, right? They yes. wanna have twenty thousand new customers by the end of of the year. So you're gonna think, oh, how am I gonna find those customers? Start so yes. there, like what channels does this channel have the ability to do be to be one more efficient? to because the reason what i always do is by me being with more efficient is like are we overspending to drive customers to site right like in search for example if it if a cost per clicks costs uh you know five dollars and i can make it two dollar fifty i can bring two people to yes. your site so you have the chance you have twice the chance that someone is converting right so always thinking about that method in every channel to make it more efficient and i think uh having you know scalability at times that's needing like I can for for a key client we had basically um, there's times that that you actually have to hold on like hold your budget with you and actually fire when the market is hot yes like and then actually take it as much as and the problem is there as well like that sometimes you overload them with with the amount of results but sometimes there's times you have to understand that you actually have to fire at market and get you put your performance program as wide as open to get people uh in basically uh in market because it'd help you as a brand to actually excel at a really really hard pace because there's so much market intent at some points of time you need to actually actually drive drive as fast so I think i've done that throughout my career for for some banking clients both in in densu and and at um at bohemia and I think it's really important to understand the trends in market uh, but again like you can be more efficient across every channel and then are constantly like testing and developing new ideas or or trying new channels. Like don't be afraid for that. Like uh, a university is gonna gonna you know like uh open their doors when, when open day is coming up. So you need to be really present in times and understanding when you actually need to go hard with performance marketing and when not but again like you, you need to work with all departments as well together you know like understanding you know what the strategy team is is, do, is doing because they're doing phenomenal work right yes. they help you de- setting the mindset you work with the media team when are they running their campaigns what are they doing? how can i leverage from that you know it's not you don't work in silos you work as one team to actually deliver the outcomes, And I think if you as a performance marketer be, you know, uh, a patient, have a good understanding of learning with other channels and how you can use that in yours, you can actually grow accounts by a lot by tapping into pockets what you actually didn't know about. And I think that's that's a key to like bring clients from where they were and then just doing the same thing over and over again to have like. Learn as much from all the other people out there and have a really fast test and learn approach. And during times of when the market goes goes up, you know, go hard and then actually like try to drive as much. So that's what I've always kind of done in my, my career and then use the technology to help you with that. Right. So we can't make the optimizations myself, but, you know, all the AI and machine learning, it's there to help you. It's it's not there to do your to do your job in the end. The creativity, the outside, you put them out there, but you need to tell them what they need to do for you. And if things don't go right, you need to have the ability to actually change those things. So um, I think that's what I've done in my career, and it has had a lot of success in the clients um, I've looked after with with the team.
0: Yeah, I think that's a fantastic answer, and that makes a lot of sense. Um, towards one of the things you mentioned right at the end, there was about. Um, not just relying on the AI and actually being able to make correct decisions yourself and set things up correctly and and make sure that things are going in in the right direction. So you mentioned fairly early on in this conversation that when you got this, uh, this job, when you finished your studies, you were doing some of the training and education fairly, fairly right off the bat. What? allowed you to learn so quickly? How did you develop the skill sets?
1: Um, I, I think like having a good passion about like the tools, but also about what is best practice, right? Because in the end, okay, what, how can I easily explain this to someone else, right? How this universe works. in the end, it's, it's a way of like being a trusted client partner in the end that's the goal what to do like someone needs to buy into you and have an understanding hey jeremy i believe you that you can do the job for me like when we were taking those training sessions it's more to actually warm them up and saying hey it is a difficult engine you can do it yourself but they have a business to run right so in the end they come back to you but it's such a good way of like especially presenting a topic and, and learn more around it and i have have had learned the last week as well a lot. Like currently, you know, when you're looking for like, a new job, how do you stand out of 200 applicants? Yes, you know, right? like it start like what you're doing. Now you're doing podcasts, right? It's amazing, because not everyone does that. So you built your own brand in a particular particular way. And I think throughout your career, when you educate a lot of clients, like you become a brand to them, you become a trusted client partner, and I've had clients come back to me uh, over the years when I when I moved to an agency as well. They just wanted to have a chat or to have like an 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 idea or 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 my vote of of what I think is best for them. Yeah, and like even if if they don't pay you for that, that really. Um, uh uh i really enjoy doing that because you know like it feels like you did a great job for them for and, sure. and 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 they just come back to you to ask you for your advice and that's something that i really get excited about by, by doing things like that through training personal contact and actually building a connection with with people i think it's it's everything like you know working at at bohemia we a fantastic place you make so many great connections with everyone um, but in the end, it's down to the people you work with in order to to achieve. It's people of client side and people in your own team, right? And in the end, that delivers what, what you're trying to achieve for your clients.
0: Yeah, definitely. I would like to dive a bit further in on the connection side of things because when I yeah. met you and joined Bohemia, you had a bit of a reputation for being very connected and well-liked within the media industry with all sorts of different uh, stakeholders different businesses whether they're um client like clients or even partners like media partners yeah. how do you go about or how have you gone about building and growing these relationships
1: that that's that's a really good question um back in the day um i always like when I, when i used to be a dancey weather group we always wanted to be at every media party because it was great it was free and stuff like that right yeah, so you you wanted to be there you wanted to be on the scene uh, but i think over the years as well like i still you know you still really enjoy like spending time with partners but it it is a mutual way so i've been always thinking like around what business challenge do i have and what can a partner solve for me like yes. some people see partners as as roadblocks they want to steal your money but sure. i see them actually as a leverage to help me to solve a business challenge yes because in the end like we can all do it ourselves but they're skilled in something right it's you don't always have to do it yourself I think if you can navigate the way of using a partner I think it's super important um, um, to actually find the right one to solve a, a particular business challenge or need so um, I think that's why I was always like really well connected and I've been personal, being myself, like, you know, give them a call, how they're going, uh, sometimes give them feedback on an, um, on a proposal they've done. Like, you know, a client has like, it's the simple things that actually make you stand out from the crowd. Um, and as well, sometimes give them a test, let them, let them show what they can do rather than just constantly saying, I'm always being about, okay, they talk the big talk. I said, Well show it to me. I'm I'm excited for it. Yes. Um so I think that's why and then just have time for them. Um but always, you know, even if you go sometimes to a lunch, you know, you bring the client along as well. But go there at least to talk about um about work and then enjoy the relationship you have, but always have an outcome, you know, like you you always wanna come out with that meeting with something you can actually apply on a Monday you know, for your account. Yeah. Make actually sure you follow up that help deliver the growth again for for client. So that's kind of how I always kind of approach partners for me because they're a, a massive asset in order for me to deliver the growth to my clients.
0: Definitely. That's a, a fantastic answer. And, and while you're actually talking about that process that you go through and how you're actually taking that like human connection, it's not just about the business side of things. Um, something that came to mind and a huge testament to your ability to develop these relationships is, um, when I started at Bohemia, I was about two weeks in and I joined just before Christmas and we went to the Christmas party and about five or six employees were wearing a t-shirt with your face printed on it, which just, just highlighted to me the relationship that you had built with all these people within the company.
1: Yeah, I was I was quite surprised as well by that. I didn't know about it. But I think when you um and, and by the time the people were were knowing I was leaving the business as well. And I think it was a sort of statement of I think you've done good work with them and you have, have over the time you kind of earned your stripe. And like, you know, when you build a really good relationship with people and you see that it does do something with you. You know what yes. I mean like you, it's not just like a normal company. You actually you were a team and actually you know, you have high and the lows in, in, you know, in businesses, but I think in the end as well, when you see that it's actually, you know, a nice way to actually see the you actually help those people in a particular way in the career, or at least like to, to, to a good connection with them on the work floor and, 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 and in business. So I think, yeah, I was really stoked by that, surprised, um, but yeah. Like it, it was, I still have the t-shirt here as well. So uh, I don't throw that one away. <laughs> yeah,
0: definitely, definitely. Um, so I'd like to talk a bit about the award that you won. So I wasn't around when you actually won that award. So um, for those listening, Jeremy won the b and 30 Under 30 Award. Um, I think it would be really great if you could give a bit of context into what that award actually is, what it means, and how you went yeah. about winning it
1: um yeah it was like actually really really exciting and um i always thought about um actually entering the award even in my earlier days at um at densu but but i always thought like oh i'm not good enough for it right it's a lot of people they just said oh i'm not not good enough and i was thinking like well i've done so many amazing things this year right but it's really difficult to put it sometimes on paper so um, I was chatting with James, James Collier, which has been an amazing mentor to me and actually saying like, I wanna do things like this. And I was talking about personal branding as well, because you know you do amazing things, but how do you recognize, like what you mentioned, you have a really well connected um, uh, uh, audience in the media industry and, yes. and, 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 and connections with, which I thought, well, I've done this, I've done that. Um, I have a vision about, I see where this, where this direction is going. And actually, like, um, I was chatting to, to the straight to Sophie, and she, she was amazing with helping me out and get my story, story on paper. Um, and And the story was like, was all about like, you know, technology and human understanding. I said, well, this is this big thing at the moment everyone's struggling with, right? Digital transformation and actually, you know. I'm constantly navigating from left to right what we need to do for clients and helping them with so, with solutions and actually to deliver the growth they need. And that's the, the current current problem in the industry. So um, by actually helping them um, um, with those elements, uh, it actually helped build a story around what, what people, because like people say, oh yeah, AI and uh, machine learning is coming. People are gonna lose their jobs. Yes. Right, that was always the thing, like, uh, like Google, you know, PPC. It's all going to be done by Google. I said, no, absolutely not. It's like again, like, how do we as marketers use the technology as best by using our creativity uh, and all the tools available to actually hit the customer? Because like, the the tools are there to use. It's and I I call it always. Uh, the story was about being a human in a robot suit, right? A um, human
0: in a robot suit.
1: Yeah, so that was the whole story around it. But then again, like having, you know, like we won best performance campaign uh, in 2018 on the um, um, uh, Bohemia Awards. Like it's, you know, there was a lot of things out there that year that went really, really well and as well like you know working a lot with partners um getting recommendation from them for for the entry and getting really the story story right and as well from clients uh, clients were super happy won a lot of new business was a lot of momentum i did a lot of about external um uh, programs as well I went to the google performance honors the adobe uh training program um, I did a global philosophize uh series hosted by w p Engine. that was scary, you know like going out of your um your normal day to day went to the sheridan hotel in uh in Sydney and yes. did like a talk on on camera and I was like with this American company um and then talking to me about data creativity and 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 how it all works together and i was, like i was I was so nervous doing that for the first time. And I think when I came back to you in the office, I was sweating. But I think like once you start actually getting outside of your day to day, actually doing new things, what you're doing now, right? Like doing a podcast. It's so exciting because you learn so much. Definitely. And I think by putting that all together in a story about myself and where I think the industry is heading and what I've done for clients and continue to do. That actually became a really really good story um of what current situations are and how we at Bohemia and myself are trying to deliver that um that growth for our clients in a difficult market like today so I think um that was was really well um well received um and I think um during the time there was over 10,000 media professionals and and communication specialists in australia nationwide and there's like 10 categories and i won uh in the category technology because it's of course really closely aligned to performance yes um and of, of course you have a lot of people that are coming from a trade desk or stuff like that but I always think about you know they're doing a phenomenal work but they are very focused in one channel i always love to see how the bigger picture works for for a client, how we can navigate to a channel or or systems and, and make it all connect together. So that's kind of like how I think I've, I've, I've won um, PT30 and the 30 and it was an amazing night. It was, I didn't, I said to James, I have a good feeling about this. But uh, yeah, he said, Jeremy, Jeremy's always so positive and this and that. And I'm like, you know what? We're just going to go there and we're going to win the award. Definitely. And then when actually you see, and then when you actually see your name on the screen, it's like, it's just the weirdest, um, the weirdest thing. And I I think the funny story with it as well, like we celebrated uh, in the evening. There was uh, a few parties from, from real estate there as well. So I had the awards, but I had a pitch the next day as well, yeah. which was a new business pitch. Um so at 11 o'clock i said guys no more shots um uh, i actually actually have to leave now because i have a pitch at 9 9 a.m tomorrow <laughs> yeah. and uh i remember brett the ceo uh, of boho said uh jeremy you bring it award um to the office and we're going to show it in the interview <laughs> very so good i think he he definitely set a tone during the pitch um for the client and um yeah, they, they were all like congratulating me. I said, I'm sorry, I'm, like a little bit dusty, but it was a big night. But again, like it comes down to how personal you've been. If that's you know, like that's the people you're gonna work with. Like it's it's you, you don't put yourself different yes. than that than that you actually are. And I think that is really important for potentially why I've won that that um um, that award as well. I'm not different than I actually are. I'm confident I'm ambitious and i actually have a drive to do that. Um, and again you know like that's people that, they want to work with you in a particular way um, because in the end everyone can do the same job, but it comes down as well to people in the end I think.
0: Yeah, fantastic that's that's an amazing story. So the big question that I'm sure everyone wants to know is when you came into work the next morning for the pitch, you showed the award. Did you win the client?
1: Yes, we did. Amazing! <laughs> Great. Yeah, I. Yeah, no, they, they were. They are phenomenal client, and still a phenomenal client. Um, but yeah, you know, like when you see all the all the different people, and but again, like you know your story, you're confident about your story, and you know how you can help solve their business challenges, and I think that's important. And you know, like. We couldn't be able to do all the great work if you don't have a good team under you as well. So, you know, you can sell the story, but if you can't actually execute it, um, like I've I've been still being hands on whenever I need in, in the tools. And I yes. think that's important to do. Um, so they always, um, you know, they, they trust you. And I think um, that that was really, really key. But um, yeah, I was very stoked to win that. Otherwise, um, it would have felt bad, you know, winning it <laughs> and the next day, being a little bit dusty and not winning the award yeah. uh, uh, or, or the pitch. That yeah. was not great, but yeah, it was, was was exciting.
0: Awesome. That's a fantastic story. So, something that we ask all guests on this podcast, what's mm-hmm. the one thing you have done consistently throughout your career that has allowed you to get to where you are today?
1: Oh, good question. I think having a drive i I constantly want to be better i constantly want to grow yes i think that's the one thing i've done like i've learned that now as well like i'm currently now in in the netherlands with my with my family and i think what are ways for me to stand out and making an impact in a new market i'm like so difficult because people don't know me there Yeah,
0: yeah it's
1: like you build you build up a career in australia for for a long time and i'm like you know, I have so much to think about. So, okay, you know what? You know, I'm gonna write content. I'm gonna put myself out there, and constantly gonna pop up in their newsfeed. And constantly gonna do a different way, rather than being a silent scroller and going to my newsfeed and, you know, see what the next opportunity is. Yes. I'm actually, you know, gonna invest in myself by actually writing and giving information I've gained over the years to give to a target market that needs to see that and actually can learn over that. So. I'm growing and have a drive in what I'm doing and continuing to do that of what's next.
0: Fantastic. So I yeah. think
1: that's, um, yeah, like, that's why I thought, like, it's amazing to see you doing this, things like this as well. Because, you know, like, it's, it continues to grow and have, like, you know, a hobby on the side, but also is a passion, I assume, you know, like, yeah. you learn a lot along the way. And, and it just sets yourself apart from, from whoever is out there. But it's also fun to do. Definitely. Which I've really enjoyed after that. I think if there's a few people that already like what I'm saying, that's enough for me. You know, you've you built over time actually people that enjoy reading your content. And there's people out there that actually say, Hey Jeremy, can you help me with this and that? I'm like, Absolutely. Just give you a call and that's it. For yeah. sure, yeah.
0: So I wanna I wanna jump into what is next on the cards for you, but before we do that, I'd just like for anyone listening to this that wants to find out more about the work that you're putting out at the moment where you're talking about your knowledge and learnings over the past you know over your whole career where can people actually read this information and, and find out more about you you and your experiences
1: yeah i i yeah I'm, I'm using my LinkedIn more as a branding tool those days so that's probably the one i was I was always thinking yeah she she'll start a website and stuff but I'm like when you start putting your focus in a lot of different things yes you're not going to do it right and i think that's the key thing um there's people say oh is there a website i'm saying i can have a website but then i need to do the website and linkedin like it's a lot of work at the moment rather than like you know like on linkedin you have a field of like the people you would like to connect with and could be very of 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 uh, could be very important to whatever is next. So I think I've 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 made a decision. I'm gonna, you know, use LinkedIn as 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 a tool, but even if you write a good piece of content, over two thousand people already seeing that. Yes. You know, if the if the engagement on it is right or or a particular way, so I think like LinkedIn is probably um, um for me the best way to reach me uh regarding that.
0: Fantastic. LinkedIn if you want to read more about Jeremy's story or even some like more than his story some of the content he's putting out is around building a brand around growing a business around marketing it's basically all his experience over the past however many years condensed into short articles that are easy to read so i highly recommend anyone who's interested in marketing who's interested in growing their business who's interested in developing their skills check out uh jeremy's linkedin and i think something really interesting um about your answer that you just gave is You were talking about how there's all these distribution channels, you can create a website, you can do this, you can create a YouTube channel. But what you've done is you've decided to just focus on something that you can control easily and scale that up. And I think that is really something that you've done throughout your career, just having that level of focus and not having your finger in too many pies. So what's next steps? What's next for you?
1: Um, yeah, so we're flying on Wednesday to to London. So yep. that's that's the that's the first thing. Um uh, we're staying at a friend's place which which is great um for for hopefully a few weeks um until we found something e- maybe either earlier which which will be amazing. So there's definitely some some interest here and there but it's too early to say something um something uh is already coming to to a close deal for whatever is next for me. But again, like things can move really fast or or not. So that's what will be next. So, yeah, the industry where I've always worked in at the moment is very difficult, the advertising industry. Um, But again, I haven't, you know, like I've always a feeling I can help any brand that needs to deliver growth. You know what I mean? It could be in house, it could be a technology vendor. You know, you have your Google's, your Amazon, your Facebooks, or uh, or your TikToks, for for example. In the end, it doesn't matter. Like I'm. I'm interested about how do I, if we have a challenge, how do I grab someone's attention and deliver the results they need? And if I believe in the brand I'm working for, I'm going 200% for that. Doesn't matter if I have to work in an agency on different clients or I'm working on a brand solely. So I see a lot of opportunities going working in-house because you've worked at a really fast-paced environment, you know, at the likes of Bohemias and knowing... um, and learning a lot from so many amazing people over there that you can apply that in house or actually connecting the dots yes. or actually doing it yourself. Like um, I'm not afraid of doing that. Um, uh, and, you know, like uh, understand the tools, have done it before. So I think that, that is definitely for me what's next.
0: I think any company that you do end up working with is incredibly lucky to have you. Oh, well, Thank you very much for coming on this episode today of The Marketer Insider. Thanks, mate. It's been awesome having you. I think there's some really great information throughout this whole podcast. We talked about your story and we talked a little bit more about the tactics side of how you're able to go in and grow a brand and allow for that creativity and how you applied your whole career knowledge and all that experience to winning the bnt 30 under 30 award which is an amazing achievement so thank you for coming on today
1: thanks adam appreciate it like keep doing what you're doing i I love it i think when you go outside of your your normal day-to-day work and actually doing things you 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 become such a valuable asset uh, of for the business now and eventually in your career, you gain so much learning. So um, thanks for having me and uh, look forward to see what's next.
0: Awesome. I can't,
1: I,